The Main Ingredient with Kevin Bergen on 680 CJOB. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Hunter Bergen over there. How you doing, my I friend? Know. I'm doing great. Dude, I'm doing great. Dude. I am going to eat a bunch of food, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. We are at the Dreamland Diner with Ravi Rambaran. What's the address here? 2615, 2615 Portage Avenue. Dreamland Diner. This is restaurant number three. Wow. Yeah, number three. You are an ambitious guy, my friend. How you doing? I'm not that smart. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> you are smart. I think just... there's a lot easier ways to make money. He's very, very game. smart. Um, okay, let's talk about this restaurant. Let's talk about how it yeah. came to be. Dreamland Diner was always a dream that that uh, that we had, and, and always wanted a '50s diner, you know. And uh, when this place came up for sale, it was the perfect. I felt like it was the perfect spot for it, and um, it just kind of it had already had that old building vibe to it. I just needed to uh, we just need to modern day retronize the place, and um, it's kind of what we did. So me and my brother Kevin worked together, and and um, we wanted to do an ice cream concept. However, Winnipeg being Winnipeg can't uh, can't survive off just ice cream sales when you got bills to pay all year round. So 100%. we decided to put in very simple hot foods as well. So hot dogs, fries, poutines, chicken fingers, dino nuggies for the kids. Dino nuggies. Bunch of kids. Not just for the kids. Not just for the kids. But really, our, I'll eat those our, dino nuggies. our target market is really anyone who wants ice cream. Ice cream and desserts. That's, that's our game. So what about the 50s appeals to you? Back to the Future was a movie I was in love with, and I watched it 300 times. Oh, yeah. 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 Big yeah. time. Big time. I can respect I, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I love Michael J. Fox. He's, I love that guy. He's the best skateboarder I've ever seen. 100%. <laughs> Which one out of the... There's three of them, right? Three? Yeah. Which one out of the three is the one that you watched number the most? One. Yeah, number, number one. Number one is yeah. so good. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So how did you find this location? What made you choose... First of all, this is your second restaurant in St. James. Yeah. What about St. James appeals to you? The community here is awesome. They're wicked. They they stick together. They they support one another. Um, a lot of the other business owners in this area are very. They're not of the competitive nature type. Like they don't they don't hate their neighbors. You mm -hmm, know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, what do you need? What do you got? Like we opened up right beside Underdogs, and they were so excited that we were doing this. And I think that that's just the modern way of doing business. It's the smart way of doing business, and it's it's everyone's really happy that you're here. And I think if you support their community, it just comes back around. Well, so. smart business people realize that good businesses attract more business. And it's just, it's nice. You know, hey, we run a take on containers, go next door, call the business down the street. Hey, you guys got this. We're stuck right now. We're in a jam. Yeah, we got you. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Right. It's uh, it's just so much easier to, to get along, <laughs> to be honest. Totally, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, the design of the restaurant. So mm. obviously it was ambitious. Right. Um, to, to Like, of course, this is a great location. Yeah. But... Let's talk about some of the challenges to get it to where it is today. Yeah. So it, it was a, it, I mean, anything's a risk. Opening a business is always a risk. But I know that this building historically have had a lot of, um, a lot of tenants in it, had mm -hmm. a lot of restaurants go in and out of it. And when I, when it came up for sale, I, I really studied that and I tried to figure out why that happened and, and, and how we can get around that. Cause I didn't want to open this and put all this money and effort and energy in and then shut down two, three years later. So I decided to do a drastic change to the to the look of the place, cleaned it up, put in the very 50s retro vibe in here, spent a lot of money on the furniture, uh, redid the flooring and paint, and and uh, we still have a lot more decor coming in the next week or two. But it's um, I think what happened here was people were really excited to see a change in this building. Mm -hmm. And really, I think a lot of the previous restaurants and bakeries that were here kind of just kept the same old look. 
and just change the the menu right and change the sign out mm -hmm. front so I think that in order to survive in this location, especially with inflation and whatever, you had to make a drastic gamble. So we did, and and uh, it seems to be okay for now. I mean, we're still in opening months, but this summer is really going to tell the t tell the story. Do you think the underdogs guys were so friendly and welcoming because that building too has been a lot of restaurants? Remember that yeah. one was considered oh, yeah. like was cursed. Mm. It, it was, it was, the, was the keg, and, and then once, was it? Yeah. Once the keg left, and then, it became then the like Irish really, pub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it became like three or four yeah. different restaurants, and yeah. they've actually they're doing know, really well. They're over doing there. really well, yeah. right? And, and they're the nicest team over there. Hundred percent, great people. Yeah, hundred percent. So, how did you find your staff? Um, they found us unbelievably. It, it was the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in, in terms of staffing. We put out a Facebook ad of a couple of pictures of the interior, and we said, "Dreamland Diner now hiring." Email us your resume. I've done all the hiring websites and, and all the hiring strategies for my other restaurants. For this one, all we did was the Facebook ad and we got over 500 resumes in what? our inbox. Yeah. I know like within the past couple of years, a lot of friends who have been like, I need a job, I need a job, I need a yeah. job. So it's it not surprising. Nuts. Like... And a lot of them were right from Headingley. Yeah. A lot mean, of kids. Nice and close. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just this area. And I think, I think the excitement of the 50s vibe really – I think it's coming back around. It's cool again, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think I think that just that Facebook post really tuned into a lot of people by by pure luck, and and we didn't have to go through the traditional forms of advertising for help. It was super cool to see that, and we only we only interviewed maybe about a fifth of the people that that uh, that applied. But that many resumes, of it was course. just too many. Yeah. You couldn't. You couldn't. Wow, that's crazy. I yeah. I didn't think that you would have. That you, problem in this in this day and age, right? Not a millionaires. It's funny. Um, Hunter Bergen. Obviously, I told you we were coming here. You're very excited about coming here. Yes, what sir. What was your What were you excited about when when we talked about this? Uh, well, I brought this up earlier, but you know, fifty diners are really interesting, and um, the closest one is uh, Half Moon, which is so far out. That's not even in Winnipeg, mm -hmm. right? And me and my friends would go out there. We drive all the way out there have a couple hot dogs, whatever, and then we come back, which is great and all, but you don't want to make that trip. Not every time. Not every time. Sometimes the yeah. drive is nice, but it's nice to have something like mm -hmm. this in this area. Like St. James yeah. has never yeah. had anything like this, right? It feels like now it's like a more accessible version of that. Plus it's more like we were talking about a romanticized 50s, you know, mm -hmm, brighter, mm -hmm. newer, that kind of deal, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Is so I just, yeah. Funny story. My Auntie Carol is a huge fan of yours. She of mine? Of yours. Like me, Kevin you, Bergen. You, yes. Wow, she must be bored. And she uh, <laughs> she lives in Trinidad now. She yep. went back to Trinidad. But when I was young, she took me to Susie Q's. Oh, no, right? God, yeah. And I think that was I think that was in Osborne Village. I don't I can't remember where remember. it was. But they had the jukeboxes on the yep. walls and all the cool mm -hmm. stuff, right? And I will never forget that. Like it was just such a weird, cool experience. Yeah. And I love that. And that's one of my fondest memories of her. And oh, uh, nice. I was talking to her. I was talking to her the other day, and she's like, "When are you going to be on the main ingredient again?" <laughs> she she listens to your show from Trinidad. Auntie Carol, unbelievable. Oh, yeah, Auntie man. Carol, yeah. Dad, yeah. you so, and all your fangirls. She's gonna, if Come this, on, if this goes on the air, she's going to listen to it for sure. Oh, that's awesome. That's very nice. And her son is uh, Chef Andy Arjun. Oh, really? Yeah, and he uh, he's he was a well known chef in the city here. Yep. He passed away. Oh. He passed away. Uh, uh, oh boy, probably four mm. years. Ago. Yep. And um. He died young, but uh, but he was the one that came up with the donut burger idea for St. James Burger. Oh, get out of yeah. here. Yeah. And um, 
but uh but yeah anyways just big food community people yeah, yeah you gotta mm-hmm. love it okay we're gonna take a break mm-hmm. and when we come back we're going to try some food and we're going to talk about some food this is this is the, the tough part of the show hunter Bird. Oh, yeah. This is the this very is my tough favorite part. part. I know, I know. We're at the Dreamland Diner. What's the address, Ravi? 2615 Portage Avenue. 2615 Portage Avenue with owner Ravi Rambrand and Hunter Bergen. And we're going to try some food next here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. We are still, Hunter Bergen and I, are at Dreamland Diner. That we are. And we just ate. You look like a cat that swallowed the canary. That's what you look like. I'm right. doing great right now. You are. I feel great. Robbie Rambaran is the owner. He is sitting with us. What's up? What's up? You got to describe what we just ate item for item. First, oh, the, man. the hot dog Hunter ate was what? Okay, well, Kevin gobbled it. He didn't eat it. <laughs> there was no <laughs> chewing involved. <laughs> what was my, my hot dog was a chorizo dog, was it not? Chorizo. Chorizo. Chorizo, chorizo smoky, yeah. Mm. And then uh, Hunter had an all beef hot dog. Yeah. It was great. Uh, You're a savage. You oh, were, it was great. Did you, have, did you bite your fingers off? Yeah, a little bit. There's a bit of scarring. I think it might leave a mark. So those came from our good friend Bob Jeffrey at um, Winnipeg Old Country Sausage. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 So he provides us with our with our dogs and smokies. And uh, the buns are from Guns Bakery. We use a brioche hot dog bun. And they're nice and toasted. They toast yeah, them. you got to toast them. Garlic butter. They're, yeah. they're oh. good. Yeah. There's garlic butter in there? Mm. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's so sweet. Uh, so simple, right? Yeah. But, but good. And, the simple changes um, that really make it. Um, the little bites that we dipped in the pancake bites, the mini, mini little pancakes that you dip in, in, in your choice of, um, fudge or caramel or pancake syrup. Like we had, I ate half of them. I'm just going to admit you, that on the air. You, no, you, you <laughs> yeah, at, at the <laughs> end there, you were dad, you were really into those. I was savaging those things, man. It's crazy. I looked yeah. back and there was like two left. I was like, oh, excuse me. And then I lifted my hands and it was like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to my fingers. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Those are really good, man. Yeah, they're fun, right? Yeah. Uh, mini donuts, of course, the classics. Yep. And um, the, um, what was that last one? That was the s'more poutine, s'mores poutine. Yeah, it was, oh, it was yeah. great. Yes. So that's got the uh, the funnel, yeah. the made with funnel cake fries. It's got the mm-hmm. it's got the fudge on it. And um, let me have the Reese's thingies. Deep fried Reese's cups. Yeah, deep fried. Oh, Re- How do you think what, that? Up? Uh, yeah, what did you say they you were know, wrapped in? Fat, fat kid, fat yeah. kid. Yeah, fat kids yeah. think those things up. So that's what we do. Yeah. What are they wrapped in? What are they wrapped in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Something different. Yeah. That's a, um, <laughs> she said, what are they wrapped in? You go, yeah, fat yeah, kids. Fat kids, yeah. Fat kids. And I was, I was like, I was like I, that thing that's what we got, we're going to stick with it. I'm allowed to I'm say not gonna because ask you I good. was one, right? Okay, yeah. I got the pass, guys. I got the pass. It's allowed. <laughs> Those are wrapped in, uh, so Reese's dipped in wonton wrappers, covered in peanut butter sauce and chocolate. Okay, hang on, hang on. Who comes up with that idea? That was Kevin. That was my brother. That's my See, partner. We're just saying yes. Simple foods and blah blah blah. That's a, that's not simple. I it think is, that, it's very simple. It is, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not chef. It's not a simple idea. It's just you know, right? like who would think of wonton wrapper to go around Reese's and deep? You know, what we did. Kevin and I we came up with this with this uh, with this with, with some of the desserts. We're like, what would we have liked twenty years ago? If that we your had, parents if said we had, no, if to. we had free reign on a kitchen. Yeah, no. what would we have come up with? And those are the desserts we came up with. Funnel cake fries. Funnel cake made into fries. Oh, dude. Use okay, those for the on, poutine. I know what are the successes that made it onto the menu. What were the failures? Did you have any failures? Oh, yeah, there, like, there oh, were no. some failures. Yeah, we did, the, we did the big pretzels. Those all went stale. <laughs> no one buys them. <laughs> it's, uh, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to have been here for like all the testing. <laughs> there, there, was quite <laughs> a few, there was quite a few that didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. fly. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you a, like a professional taste testing. Yeah. 
Apron. Oh, we have the uh, yeah. we have the hundred dollar uh, dessert tray. You have what? The hundred dollar dessert tray. What's that? And you could double it for another fifty bucks. It's it's unbelievable. It's got it's got like a cheesecake or chocolate cake on it. Um, everything, man. It's got all of our desserts on it, and it's a huge spread. I'll have to show you a picture of it. It's, it's so uh, okay. So you come in with a bunch of friends. And you just order this thing and it fills the table. The only just... time we sold it, we sold it to, to, to two guys who yeah. ate it by themselves. So, like, they, they didn't There's share. no way they finished. They No, they didn't finish it. No, no way. No, no. It's huge. It's like something you'd see in a movie. But realistically, you should order it for, like, maybe two families. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but it's got it's got all all the kinds of ice cream we have on it. It's it's just, it's gorgeous. Wow. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's fun. Wow. So how many, how many desserts do you have here? Oh, boy. Good question. We've got all the popular flavors of ice cream. We've got three different cakes right now. Um, we do get into the cupcakes and that type of stuff too. Um, do you guys do birthday cakes? No, we don't. Like if someone ordered and said, "I want that cake for birthdays," well, I'm sure they could get it, but you wouldn't dress. I it would up. put a candle on it for them. Yeah, <laughs> one candle. Yeah, That's one, yeah. that is. Maybe you can jump out of a cake mm-hmm. for them too. Sure. Oh, yeah. A lot of people that would enjoy that. I'm trying to yeah. get business here, Kevin. <laughs> not, to, not not lose it all. Yeah. <laughs> the milkshake that I'm drinking. What oh, yeah, is he's it? sucking it back. That oh, is the uh, that is the cherry pina colada milkshake. That's the shake of the month. It's a dream yeah. shake. What do you think of it? Oh, it's great. I really like this cherry one, though. I'm really like. That is the most popular one, the cherry milkshake. Yeah, man. That's my new yeah. favorite. I actually like that it's one. It's just so it's classic. A little bit better. So, like, I want to tell you about this big fight I had about milkshakes with my brother. Give it up. So, I got the classic ice cream glasses, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're great. They're 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 awesome. They they look like they remind me of the old school days, right? Hundred percent. And then we brought. I got the tin sidecars which is the extra tin side cup for the overpour milkshake yes i love that so i haven't seen that that in so long when when yeah no dude that's awesome it's a it's total 50s thing 100 a lot of places kind of lost track of that and i wanted to bring it back that was really important to me Mm -hmm. in an ice cream joint is when you sell milkshakes you got to have the side cooker Mm -hmm. so kevin being younger than me it's like, why do you want that, man? That's just a waste. Like, who, no well, one cares not a waste about that. If you're giving it out. Well, that's right. I'm like, no one cares about that. I'm like, Kevin, everyone 40 years older cares about that. Mm-hmm. They do. They love it. You, you need to have that in a in a, in a retro diner. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, the thing is, you know, this place is all about charm. Like, you come in here, you want it to be charming. 100%. That is part of the charm. The the and it's something that I haven't seen in years. Right? So most people coming here order milkshakes. Mm-hmm. And that became a big problem during the first week because we couldn't keep up. We didn't have enough um, supplies. We didn't have enough cups or glasses, and we didn't expect it to hit like that in the middle of winter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So That's a good anyways, problem, though. Good problem. It is a good problem. And I'm running around looking for these tin cups everywhere. I can't find them. No one's selling them because it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to buy a bunch of them online for like yeah. double the price. But I ended up getting them, and it turns out everybody likes them. But mm-hmm. it was a huge debate amongst our staff here whether we sell them or not because it's twice the dishes you got to wash. Yeah. yeah, right. The things are expensive, and when they're carrying trays full of these milkshakes, they're spilling. Like you know, especially it's all new staff, all new concept, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of spills are happening. So yeah. Anyways, we ended up sticking with it because it turns out people love it. Um. Okay. So you are raising money for something right now, are you not? Yeah. Um. We're doing a no. Uh, uh, North Winnipeg Nomads football uh, fundraiser on May 27th, Saturday at Four Crowns Hotel. And uh, they are really good patrons of that of that restaurant and like they're the family, the community. But also the Nomads has been really instrumental in, in keeping kids from getting distracted with negative things and, totally. and, and peer groups and whatever. And, yep. and, and sport is really good for that. And, and um, like, man, everyone that goes to that place 
has something to do with nomads. It's awesome. So anyways, for the second time now, they got broken into and uh, their, their locks, their door, their gates, whatever got broken. I think some, some of their equipment got got stolen or whatever which annoys me just hearing that and what it's are you just, it's kids stupid because for? it's a kids it's a kids football team right what are you doing messing with that bingo right and what are you going to do with that stuff right where are you gonna, <laughs> where, where are you going to sell stolen football equipment so anyways we um nomads actually does a fundraiser in the summer um that this is not to be confused with four crowns is doing this fundraiser for the nomads mm -hmm. the nomads is not putting this on right so we're gonna raise this money give it to them as a gift and um and hopefully we can uh, raise enough money to pay for their insurance deductible. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. It's going to be, and it's, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. We're going to get an influx of customers. We're going to spend a bunch of money and we're going to give a bunch of money to the nomad. So I'm really excited about that one. What makes you give so much? All you do is give every time I, I don't think I've ever interviewed you where you weren't raising money for someone. My parents beat it down my throat uh, big time mm -hmm. growing up. I'd hear it over and over and over. We'd never be where we are without our, without people, without helping people and people helping us. My parents grew up super, super poor. They had the struggles, right? I was an average Winnipeg kid. I didn't have those struggles, but. It's funny how your parents will do things. They may not have money, but as a kid, you have no clue that yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. Right? And my, um, when we, whenever we go to Trinidad, my parents would constantly be giving money, giving. I, I remember when I was a kid, we, we stayed at my uncle's place. And they lived on a hill and nothing fancy. And, uh, but right on the hill, right. So they lived on the street on the other side of the street was this hill where it was just straight poverty, straight poverty, tin houses, um, wow. galvanized, like galvanized roofing. Oh, yeah, That's believe. what their walls would be made out yeah. of. Right. So I, me and my dad takes me and my brother up the hill one day, uh, to meet this lady and we walk in and I'm like, oh man, dad, where are you taking us? My shoes are all full of mud. Like, what are you doing? And I'm a kid, I'm complaining, right? And he goes, no, you guys got to come with me, whatever. And we walk in and we see this lady and we see her child, a young boy who's a little bit younger than me, laying on the ground with like a ripped up sheet on him, right? And the kid had no hair and the kid was sick, like frail. And I'm like, oh man, God, what happened to this kid? Turns out the kid has cancer, right? They can't afford food. There's no comforts for this kid. He's wow. sleeping on the floor and like dirt floor. And... The way Trinidadian people are, no matter how poor they are, they keep their place clean. They mm -hmm. take pride in whatever they have. And so she's trying to keep the place as nice as she can to greet us. Wow. It was just, what an experience, right? Mm -hmm. And they had nothing, man. And and so he gave her some money and the, the kid couldn't wake up. Like he was just tired, whatever, exhausted. So then we, and, and that moment I'll never forget because I realized what a pain in the ass lucky kid I was mm -hmm. to not have to live in that condition. And that's when you really start to feel that difference that you're making for people. So we went down, went to the bakery, got them a bunch of food, cupcakes, bread, cheese, whatever, brought it to them. And the kid was up at that time. And that kid started crying because the kid couldn't have a cupcake. Oh. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know, it was my kids are eating cupcakes like three times a week. Totally, you man. know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I'm there, you're complaining about mud on your shoes. So and he's, he's those real life that. situations are really what turn you on to the idea of giving back and, and how, even though you're one person, you can make a very significant difference in people's moments. Right. And so I'm very, I'm very excited to, um, to inspire people to do that. And the funny thing is 
when they start doing it, they realize how easy it is. Mm-hmm. It seems like it, I'll give back charity work. Uh, I got to I got to take time to do that. I got to schedule that. We're all busy, right? But if you make it part of your mindset, we're like, even if someone's holding the door open for someone with a walker, mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe how many times I see people not do that. I know it's crazy, right? Or put back your shopping cart. Little things make a huge difference, right? So it's just being thoughtful, caring, and, and taking care of your community. And I think the more I do it, the more others do it. And I really do hear that. I, I hear from my friends, my own friends saying, you know what? I wasn't going to do this because I saw you do it, man. I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was the best feeling in the world. And it is. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the key to life. Hundred percent is helping others. Totally. Yeah. The most important question I have is, how do people get here? How do they find your restaurant? Moray Bridge and Portage Avenue, right beside Underdogs. That's the uh, that's where we are. It's um, it's a little white building with an obnoxious pink sign on top. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, Portage and Moray used to be the place where restaurants came to die. Yeah. And now yeah. look at it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're kicking butt right next door. Mm-hmm. You know, seems like we're doing okay so far. I hope that I hope I hope that we sustain. I also think the marketplace is very different today. I do. It's it's like I said, the businesses are not hitting each other in the head. They're helping one another. The communication's better. Social media has been a blessing for restaurants, as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Hot dog week's coming up. Hot dog week is coming. Really up. excited about that one because mm-hmm. we're one of the few hot dog places in yeah. town. The great wiener roast, the oh. worst festival ever is what it's called <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, that's good oh, that's dad joke great. dad joke alert that's good that's good is that not good come on man it's Can great banner outside but that's, that is the most dad joke i've ever heard i'm not saying it's not good i'm just saying oh that's good if that i were good. to rank dad jokes that's up there it is it's, it's probably there. number one or two that's why i laugh yeah. so hard yeah it's <laughs> awesome Ravi. you know what you're the best man it's always fun to interview you. you're always you're you're a good dude I'm not, but uh, but I try. He is. Try. Always, just keep trying. He's always going to downplay. He's mm-hmm. never going to. You're never going to take anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it to you anyway. Man. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having us tonight. No, thank you guys for coming. Appreciate it.